Please raise your right hand and repeat after me. I, Donald John Trump, do solemnly swear. I, Donald John Trump, do solemnly swear. That I will faithfully execute. That I will faithfully execute. The office of President of the United States. The office of President of the United States. And will, to the best of my ability, and will, to the best of my ability, preserve, protect, and defend Preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution of the United States. The Constitution of the United States. So help me God. So help me God. Congratulations, Mr. President. Yeah. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of the Life, Liberty, and the Pursuit podcast. Not just any other episode, though. It's our Donald Trump inauguration special. Pretty exciting times right now. Um, so, as always, I'm Mike, and Robert's with us also. Yes, I'm here, and it is truly going to be a special day. It's going to be crazy special today. It's a crazy special special, actually. But before we get too far into it, I just want to remind you to check us out on Twitter at LLMP Podcast. Go to our website, LLPPodcast.com. And you should be subscribing to our podcast on iTunes. Uh, go ahead and leave us a review. Rate us. We don't really care what it is. Just uh, you know, let everyone else know. Let your friends know. And uh, we're on Google Play and SoundCloud. So that's where you can find us. Robert, what all do we have in store today? Wow. Well, this is the inauguration special, Mike. Um, I got a chance to watch the majority of it yesterday, and it was pretty exciting for people like, I'll say like me and you, who really over the last eight years were pretty underwhelmed with our, our executive branch of government. People like us who for the past eight years have just been protesting in the streets and firebombing limousines. Oh shit, no, we haven't been doing that because we're civilized, Mike. Because we're adults. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's about the best uh, interpretation of that, right? And uh, and we know how to um, politely uh, politely express our discontent. Yes, politely, and um, you know we don't like rioting. That's Reasonably. not our style. That's not our style. So, but we, we do. Don't, the only thing we use fire for is like barbecue, pretty much. Yeah, and to smoke a lamb every now and then. That's right. By the way, that was delicious. Hey, they always are. If if no, if nobody knows this on the podcast, Mike is actually one hell of a of a grill master slash smoker slash whatever you want to call it, where he'll actually smoke big full carcasses of meat, <laughs> and makes them taste delicious. Yeah, well, it's not so me, not so much me as the as the fire. It does its job, you know. When you're not when you're not trying to destroy something, you can you can make a pretty positive things with it. There you go. But we digress. Yeah, back to the topic at hand, Mike. <laughs> The inauguration, this episode, wonderful episode that we're going to have. You know, we've got a couple of special, kind of a special guest, maybe some special, I don't know. Um, Actually, the most special guest that we've ever had on our podcast. Who's that? Well, I'm not going to tell him. You, I'm going to let you tell everyone. All right, I'll tell you what. We'll keep it a surprise until keep it under a little bit later, a little bit later. Make everybody listen to the podcast in order to make sure that they actually hear what we're talking about. We learned that in our podcasting 101 handbook, you know, you gotta, gotta keep them wanting more. Crap. I didn't read it. Should I have? No, apparently not. You're doing just great. 
<laughs> well, fantastic, Mike. Fantastic. It's fantastic. Oh, shit. There goes Donald again. But anyway, I think um, we actually, there was this uh, this fellow in Washington, D.C. that contacted us yesterday and gave us a whole bunch of audio recordings that we probably shouldn't have, Mike. I know. It was it was kind of crazy because usually we have so many emails and, and so much fan mail to kind of like wade through as it is that it's really surprising that we actually found this particular message. And, and I'm actually, I'm really glad we did, though. Me too. Me too. I think I think our listeners are going to be pretty glad about it. Also, in just a, a short time here, when we uh, we divulge the contents. Yeah. So I don't know. This must be this must be like what WikiLeaks feels like, right? I think so. I think <laughs> I so. Know. Like I don't know how we got them. I don't know how <laughs> he got them. But we're going to share them with everyone. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be fantastic. So what have we got first, Mike? What do you think? All right, so as as we've been kind of dancing around right now, we got these pretty cool emails. They're actually, well, should we just play them? We should we should just play them. Well, yeah, I I think they were they were voicemails left on Donald Trump's cell phone by some what I'll call former well, executives, if you will, well wishers. Yeah, maybe. So I tell you what, why don't we play? Why don't we play the first one? And just see see what happens. Here we All go. Right, let's do it. Hello, Donald. This is Al Gore. I just wanted to say that I was pretty disappointed in not getting an invite to the inauguration. I know we've had our differences on climate change, but it's a big problem because people like me have a 28,000 square foot mansion and we keep the lights on all the time. I'd really like to talk to you more on climate change, so please call me on my cell phone, because I don't know where my landlines are in my gigantic house. Oh, I gotta go, Donald. Tipper's calling me. Talk to you soon. Al. Holy cow, that was crazy. Former Vice President Al Gore. Albert. Holy cow. Give calling calling Trump up. That's crazy. You know, I'm kind of surprised that he couldn't get a ticket because they had the all those seventy plus congressmen or whoever they were who you know just didn't show up. Surely there were some spare tickets laying around. You know, you'd think there would be, but I mean, think about it. Donald Trump probably not a big fan of Al. I mean, I know I'm not. His climate change BS has gone on far too long. It's a hoax. I think Donald knows it, and that's probably why. Because, I don't know, global warming and all that other crap. You know, it was cold yesterday in D.C., Mike. Yeah, I think you could see his breath when he was uh, taking the oath, for sure. It's interesting. I would have I would have thought that Gore would just use, like, instant messenger, like, strictly. You know, since he invented the internet and all. Like, he he'd did. have no use for phone lines. He did invent the internet, but do you th- he should have just tweeted, in all honesty. Because, I mean, right? if you think about it, Donald is the king of Twitter. <laughs> That's right. And was probably, you know, slammed him on Twitter, like mid-inauguration. Can you imagine if the cameras just like zoomed in? <laughs> he's like, has his hand up, like taking the oath. And the other's got his like Blackberry out here, just tweeting away. Yeah. Hold on like, a second oh. there, Chief Justice. I'm tweeting. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. No mic, no voices. I got to shut down, shut down Gore. <laughs> Oh, Gore doesn't need to be shut down. He shut himself down pretty much. He's, can you believe? Can you believe this, chump? 
<laughs> he's pretty irrelevant at this point anyway, Mike. Yeah, that's that's pretty true. But uh yeah, I think I think I got a couple more on there, so let's let's see what else we got. Do we? All right. Well, let's uh let's check this next one out. Hey Donald, it's W. Had a blast last night at the inauguration. Got to sit next to Hillary and it was awesome. She was gritting her teeth and cussing under her breath the whole time. But hey, next time, can you please have them pass out and ease your rain slicker? I couldn't figure that shit out. Couldn't get the damn thing on. Oh, well. Come later, Donnie. Oh, the next time you see Jeb, be a little nicer. I haven't seen him cry that hard since I was inaugurated. Well, whenever you want to come down to Crawford and shoot some shit, let me know. Later. 43. Holy cow. That the, was awesome. The best president of all, in my oh, opinion, gave Donnie a call, as he said. <laughs> That was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. How about that? He calls him Donnie. Donnie, yeah, he's, you know they're on a on a you know, nickname basis. You know that's pretty cool. Evidently, that's crazy. Yeah, and poor Jeb. Poor, poor Jeb. Jeb indeed. Was, I didn't even I didn't see him there yesterday. I'm imagining he wasn't there. Yeah, probably probably not. I don't know. <laughs> but if his brother had anything to, if his brother was right about it, you know, his eyes were probably like really red and puffy, so yeah. he wouldn't have looked good on TV. He didn't want to be on television. But you know what? If you were watching CNN, MSNBC, ABC, you probably wouldn't have seen him anyway. Fox uh, would have been the only one showing him. <laughs> true, that's true. Well, you know, it's a it's pretty generous of uh, a forty three to be out there, especially with uh, his parents being hospitalized and everything. So that was a uh, that was pretty kind of him. Yeah, I imagine he was only there for a couple hours, though. You know. True, true. But man, you gotta you gotta think uh, Trump's gonna be pretty excited to be spending some time in Texas, you know, down on the ranch. That's gonna be good times. I bet his I bet his boys are right thrilled about that too. Yeah, they're big game hunters, right? Yeah, they you know, they gotta have shit. some some big game down there. In fact, I think I read an article about how uh, how uh, former President Bush actually takes uh, takes former uh, mil- well, he, not former military, but military veterans on his ranch. He takes them hunting and and doing all kinds of cool outdoor activities down there. So, I he bet should. I bet Trump would be on board with that. He does a golf tournament every year for him too, actually. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's that's pretty cool. He, I think he's a big he's a big uh, veteran supporter, which obviously well, we his support. Dad being a, a veteran too, so well, so was he. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, definitely runs in the family the the respect for the military, and that's a it's a pretty cool thing. So yeah, there's only a couple of presidents in the past thirty years that haven't uh, really respected the military, and they've all had that D next to their name. But I digress. We do digress. So. Speaking of D, if you will. Speaking of D. I think there's one more that we got a hold of. One more call. And yeah, I think we should play when we, were, when we were previewing this one, this one was, uh, you know, this was the most surprising. But, uh, oh, man, we just got to hit play. We got to. Yeah. Play. All right. We got to do it. Here we go. Hey, Donald. It's Bill. I just wanted to say how great the inauguration was yesterday. I also wanted to let you know. How great Ivanka and Melania both looked. You know, I voted for you. Because if you could make all the women in America look like that, it will truly be great again. I also needed you to know that there's a tradition for incoming presidents that the 42nd president, if he's still alive, will show you around and show you how to throw a great intern party in the Oval Office. But don't tell Hillary. I'll be by next week. Later, Donald. Wow. What <laughs> oh. can you say about that? 
Holy cow. That was crazy. Oh, Hillary's going to be so pissed. Hillary's going to be super pissed when she listens to this podcast and figuring out that Bill voted for Trump. <laughs> How is that possible? Well, you know, he, he came out against the Affordable Care Act during the campaign. So that's kind of a, that was like a, a tenant, a Democratic tenant there. So I don't know. I don't know either. And the fact that, I mean, obviously, I mean, did you see, I mean, you knew that phone call was coming anyway, because if you watched it at all yesterday, you would have seen Bill was definitely, definitely checking out Ivanka. Like 100%. Like he was giving her the whole stare down. Uh huh. Top to bottom. <laughs> so that doesn't surprise me a whole lot. But I didn't know that it was a um, kind of a tradition for Bill Clinton to have a intern party with all the new presidents. Yeah, that's kind of that is really interesting. I wonder. Uh, I wonder what Obama and uh, and uh, Clinton's party looked like. I don't even know. Probably just. I guess just lots of weed, lots of inhaling going on. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Hot boxy Oval Office for sure. I bet. And strippers, of course. <laughs> But I don't know that for sure. We don't. We don't know. There are no we cameras in there. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's probably one of the most top secret up until now, like events that's taken place. You know, one of the inaugural balls, I guess. <laughs> oh my God, I could do so much with what you just said, but I won't. <laughs> but <And> anyway, <laughs> we thank you. <laughs> so yeah, Your country thanks you. That's that's some craziness going on there, Mike. Those are some, some crazy craziness. Voice you know, it's probably okay that we haven't been sponsored yet for our podcast because once we sell those tapes, like we're gonna hit it big. So Oh yeah. We're gonna make so much money on those, it's ridiculous. It's nuts. And we're finally gonna get like a couple of producers in here. It's about to get crazy for our podcast, I'm it, pretty sure. I hope it does because we're so sick of doing this shit ourselves. <laughs> we really are, you know. <laughs> but it's nice that we have a listener in dc that was willing to give us those tapes yeah you know that's just kind of goes to show you the kind of fan base that the llmp podcast has you know throughout the country actually internationally so it's a very international podcast at this point i mean obviously we had an international guest at one point um who we probably are going to bring back again as our national or sorry not our national international correspondent i would oh yeah i would hope so you know because um I think the Canadians are freaking the hell out right now, <laughs> to be honest with you. And I think it's hilarious. <laughs> Trudeau. Was that supposed More to be like, like a true that kind of thing? But you said Trudeau like you were trying to make a joke, Mike? Eh, true don't. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. I'm not pleased. No. No, no. Yeah. Uh, definitely mixed responses, I think, internationally at this point, which, I mean, whatever. Just like everyone else who has... Uh, any kind of you know discontent over over the new president, it's kind of need to get over it and go with it. At this point, yeah, I agree. It's you know, if you so watching the inauguration yesterday, there was a lot of crap on Twitter going back and forth with um, pictures and photos of like the mall where Obama got inaugurated for the second time, and then Trump's yesterday. And it was Trump's was empty, in all honesty. It was empty compared to Barack's. Oh, wow. Um, but I made a comment yesterday, which I cut a lot of shit for, but I made it anyway. Um, and I said the majority of the people that went to Barack's inauguration were all unemployed. So <laughs> they didn't want to go to Trump's, but everybody else that was going to Trump's had to take a day off of work. 
So we couldn't fit that many people there because America would have stopped running had everyone taken the day off to go to Trump's inauguration. What do you think about that? Well, I mean, when Obama got reelected, wasn't that at the height of the of his uh, unemployment in America? Uh, no, that's right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> not not according to CNN and MSNBC. But when you look at the numbers and realize that a Republican-run no, Texas is no, the one like creating our all jobs. unemployment rates are like they're pretty normal now, aren't they? Um, the rate is, is normal, Mike, just because there's 94 million people out of the workforce not sinking, not sinking, not <laughs> seeking employment. That's why, because the numbers are skewed. You know that from taking statistics back in the day. You can skew any number you want. See, I don't know that because I didn't do very well in statistics. Kathy would be very disappointed in you. Yeah, I bet you, I bet she would. <laughs> No, I, I think I think she uh, she came to terms. I, I think she came to grips with my uh, my, my math abilities pretty easily. I don't no. know. So even with skewed statistics here, they're saying that the unemployment rate is four point seven percent as of December. So that's uh you know that's beating the crap out of a ten percent unemployment, which I think is around what it was when Obama got reelected. So my whole point, Robert. Is that I think you're correct. There were definitely more people that had the day off to attend. <laughs> yes, they did. And it's fine. You know what? If you're unemployed and you want to go see Barack Obama put his hand on a Bible or Quran, whatever. I forget what he put his hand on. If, it, if you were talking to Trump, it was probably a Quran. Um, oh, a hot dog. <laughs> even though I think it was a Bible, just to say. Chi-town. You know, but uh, who knows? Uh, uh, Chicago hot dog? Is that what you're talking to me? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, that's what I would do. You know, like, if I was Donald Trump, I'd put my hand on a bagel, you know, New York City pizza. Anyways, never mind. <laughs> I am i don't even know where you're going with this shit today, Mike. You're, like, <laughs> off the reservation. It's all the, it's all the cold meds. Is it? Probably. But, uh, yeah, no, so... If I'm just saying, if I if I uh, was in the Northeast, you know, realm, and I could uh, reasonably travel and had the day off, I, I would have gone to the Obama inauguration for sure. The Obama one? Yeah, I would have. Why? It's history, man. History of what? Exactly. Let me go check it out. See what's going on. I don't think there was any free pot at o, uh, at Obama's inauguration, but no, you were just talking about going to Obama's. I know. I'm just saying, if I was out of work at the time, and I could have reasonably traveled, I would have attended his inauguration, even though I, I didn't like him and I didn't agree with him. I still would have gone just to just to experience history. Would you have protested? No. Why not? Cause. Oh, that's a hell of an answer. Cause. Cause. All right, cause. Well, tell me why. <laughs> cause I just would have been hanging out and taking in the taking in the whole scene, checking it out, and then I probably would have done a podcast episode about it later. Hey, bro, this is a great inauguration. You mean like that? No, man, just hanging out and watching the watching the ceremony. I'm pretty sure all the, I don't know. You know, it's an interesting comment about the inaugurations. I had somebody mention to me the other day, yesterday, they were like, like, I don't really remember inaugurations being such a big deal until this one. And I was just like, that's nonsense. Like, they're always, it's always a spectacle. It's always an event. Like, it's a, it's always a big deal. Yeah, it, it's always been a big deal, and it always will be a big deal. I mean, as it as it really should be. It's it's a it's a big important day. It's a patriotic event. You know, it's a 
it truly is history. It should, it deserves the pomp and circumstance that it has. I agree. It's the peaceful transition of power is what it's supposed to, to represent. Well, it's the transition of power right now. I mean, not peaceful, obviously, because we had so many protests in DC where they were blowing up cars. And I think I read by noon yesterday, there were like 94 arrests, I think was the number by the DC police for protesters. Yeah. Well, it's crazy. It seems like, uh, well, obviously DC is in a bit of a uproar from all these people flying into protest and whatnot, but, uh, really the, the dang West coast is blowing up too right now. You know, I feel like they had just started calming down after, after his, uh, election. And now they're just like all worked back up into a tizzy again. They're never going to calm down until he's out of office. Well, I mean, when are they going to stop blowing crap up? That's what I want to know. Like, when are they going to stop destroying neighborhoods and people's livelihoods? They don't think shit through, Mike. That's their problem. They don't. Oh, I'm just, they don't. And it's, he has. This is his first. What? It's going to be his first week of his presidency. Nobody knows what he's going to do. He don't even know what he's going to do. I guarantee it. Because if you saw him walk down the steps yesterday, like he, a, he smiled just a little bit. But he had that look on his face like, son of a bitch, what in oh, the hell oh did crap. I get myself into? Why am I doing this? I honestly, Mike, I honestly thought he was going to take the oath and immediately <laughs> say, I resign. <laughs> well, I saw, I saw one, of those, uh, one of those stupid clickbait articles that are all over the internet. And uh, it was about some mayor in some town who, uh, who got elected and then like quit his job as mayor like after 30 days or something like that. And he quit by a Facebook post. So <laughs> there's a, there's some precedent there. <laughs> unreal. Just absolutely unreal. I'm definitely feeling a little optimistic at this point. I think, I think Trump's going to stick with it. I think he's going to, I think he's going to give it a, give it an honest go. You know, I think he will. Well, if he doesn't, if he does decide to resign because he hates the job, guess what? <laughs> Democrats are in for a rude awakening because with Trump, they've got a much better chance with a former, what I think is still a current Democrat. Right. Right. So let's let's just explore that for a moment, he, although I think you were about to and I just cut you off. But. You kind of did, but I do that to you all the time. So it's fair game. But he kind of encompasses more classic liberal ideas than anything. It's it's not conservative ideals. It's not, you know, super liberal ideas, not socialism, but he is, in my opinion, a classic liberal. Well, that's the most like frustrating part of the liberal, democratic, left-wing kind of frustration and objection to his presidency. It was just like, hey, like at least formally, he was one of you like a mere couple of years ago. You know, this is a recent rebranding of the Trump political machine. So. You know, and, and definitely, like you said, not not a classical conservative. So why, like, why do you really think that he's the devil incarnate, and you're not going to be able to work with him? Yeah, if any, if anything, you should want to make sure Democrats, liberals, whatever you want to call yourselves at this point, that he stays in office, because if he decides to leave for whatever reason, or the Democrats try to push through some crazy shit where he's impeached of some kind and then removed from office. Then you got Pence. You're going to get Mike Pence, who is a huge, huge conservative. Huge. <laughs> okay. He's a huge conservative. He is not ultra right wing by any means. I don't think that really uh, 
encompasses his thoughts, but he is a true conservative. So you have him or you have something that's a faux conservative classic liberal. Which one would you prefer? Yeah, it's kind of nuts because when you when you like think about the you know political ideologies in American politics right now, and you think about the major parties, the Democrats always try to come off as as the party of the people, you know, trying to you know work for the common man, you know, make everything you know even playing field, good for everyone, which. That's been Trump's whole populist message for pretty much his entire campaign. Well, that's what people don't understand about Donald Trump. He is a populist. He wants the most popular ideals to go forward. So he's not a Republican. He's not a Democrat. He's really persuadable. You know, he could go either way, which is, I think, what scares the shit out of us more than anything, because we know he has the potential to, to pass liberal ideas through, throughout his presidency. So, I mean, I, I would prefer Mike Pence in reality, but, you know, liberals shouldn't. Yeah, no, for sure. That's, that's just the craziest part of this whole thing. And you know, you know, probably out of the, out of the 17 candidate Republican field that they had started off with, there probably wouldn't be anyone as agreeable or easy to work with as Trump for the, for the democratic side of the house. Maybe, maybe Kasich probably, he probably would have been pretty, pretty good to work with um, in terms of both, ter- both sides of the aisle. And then, I mean, but obviously these people didn't, didn't have a chance of winning, but Kasich and probably, um, you know, maybe Christie to some extent, uh, talk about someone without a shot at all but still other than those guys you know trump he's he's the guy he's the one that's gonna like you said be persuaded and and work with you well he's the guy but if you think about the presidents of past as well where you have obama bush clinton we'll take those those last couple those i guess last few because a couple's two so we'll take those last few presidents clinton and bush 43 both of them reached across the aisle to get policies passed they believed would make the country better. But Obama and his administration was the first time in a very long time that we had a president that wasn't willing to reach across the aisle for any reason. And I think with Trump, Democrats are going to see that it's not all bad when you reach across the aisle because he's going to do it, and he's going to do it very often. Yeah, well, and that's... Again, just the most frustrating part of the whole deal is, you know, Obama was in so many respects, like one of the most dictatorial presidents in recent history, which is exactly what, you know, the left is crying out that Trump's going to be this demagogue when, you know, we just got rid of our demagogue. Yeah, they're calling him Trumpler or something like that, right? Like a little Hitler or something, whatever it is. I don't even know. But it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. You know, the guy has not done anything in office. He He can't tell you what he's going to do because he doesn't know throughout his entire campaign it was just i'm going to make america great again and we're going to be the smartest best you know administration ever what are you going to do well i'm it's i'm going to enact my plan because it's the greatest what's your plan okay it's the best don't worry about it (laughs) because it's mine and i'm smart i went to an ivy league school right i mean come on and i'm going to surround myself with the best people which you know to you know be fair he's he's doing that it's a good thing he's Again, all indications point to Trump, you know, going with a team, a consultative approach, which is 
unlike what we've had in the last eight years. Yeah, it's it's going to be a breath of fresh air. There really should honesty. be no reason for anything but optimism on all sides at this point. I just do not understand the the professional bullcrap, just the professional like level of protesting and and distraught in the streets that's just holding everyone back right now. Yeah, I don't either. It's it is unreal, but you know what can you do? I mean, these kids can't grow up apparently. So until they realize that they're being stupid, they're not going to change it. Well, is that is that who's protesting? That's what I really want to know. I want to know who these protesters are and why they are behaving this way. They're you know, lemmings. I wish we could get our correspondent on that. Actually, they're lemmings. That's that's what they are. I mean, they're just following the loudest voice of Hollywood in reality. They really are, and that's the saddest shit in the world. Celebrities are should really not be looked up to as these great champions of you know the people. They're not. They have no idea what a real job is anymore. They don't. Why do these people constantly say, "Hey, you know what? I'm going to follow what this idiot says." Oh, Meryl Streep, Kim Kardashian. I, the list can go on for 25 minutes. You know, why? What's the point? Yeah, I don't know. It's pretty absurd. Um, I think I think it was recently I was watching a, I was watching an episode of, I think it was Stossel on Fox, and he was kind of uh, jumping into that topic of uh, the Hollywood obsession with politics and why they think it's, you know, why are they so consumed with politics to begin with? So... It was kind of interesting. I didn't watch the whole thing, but, you know, he started, you know, kind of trying to explore that. So, yeah, that's weird. It's a, it's a weird deal, man. Hey, Mike, you know, it's, it's kind of crazy. I'm getting a phone call right now, and I think it's our special guest. Oh, hot dang. Wow. What? Uh, What's the LMP phone screener telling you right now? Well, he he's telling me that, that Donald John Trump is actually on the line waiting to talk to us. Oh, man, I forgot about this. We had reached out for an interview request, you know, I think like 18 months ago, trying to trying to get, before we even had the podcast, we tried to try to set this up. So Right. So we actually formed a podcast just for this interview. <laughs> <laughs> and it came just a couple of days after the inauguration. How crazy is that? That's awesome. Well, we probably shouldn't keep him waiting. Um, let me see. Let me dig up my questions real quick. I know I, uh, it's been eighteen months since I got these together. All right. Is is uh is the president on the on the phone now? Um, I don't know. Let me check. Donald, Donald, are you there? Hello, Mike. Hello, Robert. How are you guys doing today? Ah, uh, we're doing great. We're doing great. It's That's uh, such fantastic. an honor. <laughs> it's such an honor to honor to speak with you. Um. I'm glad you called in. We we got some questions we'd like to to ask you and just chat with you a little bit if 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 you can spare a few minutes. Sure. All right. All right. Donald J. Trump. On January 20th, the American people said, "You're hired." How does that make you feel? Well, Mike. First of all, it makes me feel tremendous. Tremendous. It's it makes everybody feel tremendous that I'm now the president. Okay. I know that Lady Liberty finally turned that frown upside down. America is going to be great again. Our military, jobs, baseball is even going to be great again under me. My presidency is about greatness for everyone. Kind of like this little podcast you've got. It's great. It's fantastic. Oh, wow. Uh, Mr. President, um, did, you, did, you, did you ever expect to hear people address you that way as Mr. President? 
Well, Mike, actually, my father's nickname for me as a child was Mr. President. I can still remember. It was like yesterday. Okay. When I was a young boy, all the kids would be running around in the streets playing. I, quietly, plotting a real estate empire, determining a path for world domination. So, to tell you the truth, Mike, I always expected to be, co to be called or known as the supreme ruler of the universe. Okay, Mr. Universe for short, but my father would always say, look, when it was dinner time, Mr. President, it's time for your nourishment. And then I would go inside and eat, and it was tremendous. Yeah, I, I bet I bet your mom was a was a pretty good cook, or I bet or at least I bet I bet your mom's cook was a good cook. Anyways, she was very classy, um, Mr. President. There's there's been a lot of talk about the emolument clause and your business empire, you know, violating it since you now become the president. Um, as, in fact, as you officially became president, there were two online petitions to impeach you that went live. Um, much of the protest was was stemming from the cause. So let me ask you. What the hell is an emolument, and does this concern you? Look, Mike, Robert, I am a natural-born leader, okay? I'm the greatest. It's what I do. I've been doing it for years. I can't help to breed but to breed excellence in everything that I do, okay? It's only natural that we should want to honor and respect great leaders in America history like me, okay? Look at the Lincoln Memorial. In fact, every Trump hotel, solid gold statue of me, Donald Trump, in every room. Kind of like, you know, how when you go to P.F. Chang's in Buddha, everywhere. Okay, Buddha is everywhere. But part of making America great, one more time, again, is going to be erecting monuments to me. And that's throughout the country. Everywhere you go, it's going to need to be Donald Trump. Everywhere. Make America great again. That's that's fantastic. Uh, thanks for, that really cleared things up for us. So I haven't been you. to P.F. Chang's in a while, Mr. President. That sounds pretty good. Yeah, I know. We might we should hit that up after the show, maybe. It's but, fantastic. Uh, I bet. Um, but yes, uh, uh, Mr. Mr. President, uh, at the beginning of our show, we played a few audio recordings of some of the congratulatory voicemails and one of the the kind of pieces of hate voicemail you received on your inauguration day. Um, how does it feel to have former presidents calling you just to congratulate you and, and to kind of make plans? It is tremendous it is fantastic let me tell you i wish i could do every bit of those things that bill was talking about with the entered parties it would be tremendous but melania is not soft like hillary she is from slovenia okay and they don't mess around that i've, I've heard that i heard the slovenian woman they, they don't like to mess around no she's from slovenia okay look let me tell you also have you seen her she's not like hillary at all why? I mean, so Melania would not be caught dead in a pantsuit. Okay, during the campaign, she would ask me, look, Donald, why is Bill running against you? Is he trying to get a third term? Look, every time I say, look, Melania, it's not Bill, it's Hillary. Okay, she's a loser. That's his wife. But me, my boys, especially Eric, always looking good, always looking forward to tooling around Texas with 43, shooting some shit up. So, look, Mike, me, my boys especially Eric, always looking forward to going to Texas with George W3. Actually, Mr. President, W43. And that is one state, though, you will never be able to make even greater. That fantastic state, fantastic. But we will make America great again. The, yeah, wow, I agree. You know, Texas is going to be a tough state. That's, uh, you know, very well put. It's, it's just so fantastic. 
it is. I'm, I, we're glad you like it too. Uh, but but I do want to ask you: the the country seems to be losing its mind a little bit over your election to the highest office. Uh, what would you say to those people who are marching out in the cold, protesting, and generally just causing chaos? First of all, Mike, let me say that is not making America great. Okay, in fact, they are making America not great. I use the best words, but that is the only word that I can think not great. So. Who wants to live where a bunch of people are constantly throwing temper tantrums in the street and setting things on fire? Not me. So luckily, I have the military, who's going to be great, by the way, to deal with people who annoy me. Now, sometimes as the president, you know, I'm going to feel like the father of America, like America's dad, okay? So in which case, those childish protesters are going to be in the biggest trouble you can possibly imagine. I'm about to open a can of red, white, and black and blue set of whoop asses on their butts. Okay, I tell you, it's gonna be fantastic. That sounds like something else. Holy cow! I, uh, I'm, I'm glad I, I'm glad I'm on your side, Mr. Me President. Me too. Gosh, I, you know, I would not want to cross you, Donald. Yeah, I had no idea you, uh, you were, you were uh, going ready to go out guns blazing. Um, but uh, Mr. President, we, Robert and I really just want to thank you for your time today. It's, it's been a privilege to speak with you. Uh, we know you have a busy week, a, a busy 100 days, and a, and a busy four years ahead of you. Um, we're looking forward with cautious optimism to your leadership, and uh, we wish you and your family the best. And we just wanted you to let you know that the Life, Liberty, and the Pursuit podcast is we're, we're standing by just in case you need us for anything. Okay, got, that is great. That is fantastic. Thank you both for having me on this wonderful podcast. I, I do have some cabinet positions left to fill, so I'm going to be thinking possibly a podcast might be a good choice. Okay, now, they loved to talk about how cool Obama was. I loved him. Okay, but I didn't see him appointing a podcast to a cabinet position. No, just basketball, golf, screwing things up for our country. Not cool. Not good. It was bad. So, but I am here now. Everything is going to be fantastic. Everything is going to be great again. I think we're going to be winning, and we're going to be winning bigly. All I do is win. I'm the greatest. America better get ready up to board the Trump train, because I'll tell you what, it is a pretty fantastic train. And there's room on board for everyone to join. So just one more thing. Just left the station. Chew, chew, and it's going to be huge. Oh, fantastic. Well, uh, the, the, the president just had to leave us, but, um, that was crazy, dude. I can't believe that came through. That was awesome. Ugh. Yeah. Good old Donnie. You know, I'm pretty excited too. You know, if we, uh, if we get that cabinet position, that's going to be a, it's going to be pretty sweet. I wonder, I wonder, uh, where he would, would see us, uh, you know, fitting in there. I don't know. Secretary of podcast sounds pretty good to me. Right? Hell yeah. You know, maybe we'll be a, a media czar. Ooh. Like that. He's gonna disband the media probably. Ooh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> you know, I do feel pretty lucky that he he's liking our podcast we're considering <laughs> how much how much contempt he has for the media. <laughs> yeah, we're lucky that the Secret Service hasn't knocked on our door yet and go, um, excuse me, but you guys are under arrest. You're going to an uh, CIA black site. Thank you. <laughs> With the rest of CNN, <laughs> MSNBC and ABC. And NBC Megan Kelly. Later. <laughs> yeah, that would be very unfortunate for us. Yeah, that that would be not good. Not good at all. I can't believe we got to speak with the president. Um, you know, hopefully, I I think he liked it. I think we'll reach out to his team. But there's been a little bit of talk about maybe getting to to have him on a little bit more regularly. So that would be great. We would love I mean, it. 
I think we would. I think our listeners would like it. You know, be a good chance. You know, kind of like uh, who was it? Uh, FDR or Roosevelt with the fireside chat? You know. Um, if you think about what you just said, FDR and Roosevelt, think about it. They're the same person, right? No, FDR and Teddy Roosevelt. No, but Teddy didn't have his fireside chats. I'm pretty sure what? it was FDR who was also a Roosevelt. Well, Google I know that was shit. also Roosevelt, but <laughs> I was I was I was referring to FDR, and then I was also referring to Teddy. I was referring to two different Roosevelts. I know I should have been more clear. Well, then you could have just said Teddy and FDR. Fair point. Either way. I'm full of them. It's kind of like a, you're full of something. But <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Mike. I've had enough of your bullshit for one day. <laughs> and, man, we, we got pretty far without devolving into the, into the name calling for, <laughs> for, the, for the podcast episode this, this episode. But uh, I guess it's just Trump. He brings out the best in us. He does. I mean, you know, do you think he's going to be pissed, though, that I called him Don so many times and Donald and not Mr. President? Uh, I don't think so. I, you know, if you were a you lot know, more kind of proper, and you know, I, I kind of wasn't. I was a little bit more. He's more casually. Friendly, he's more a casual friendly. president, you know. Trump or Obama always tried to be the cool president, but I feel like I feel like Obama would really like, you know, have his guys take you out back and rough you up if he kind of, you know, called him Barry to his face or something like that. But I don't think Donald would. Okay, good. Well, I didn't call him Barry. <laughs> Well, yeah, it's not his name. It'd be weird if he did. <laughs> that might that one though might be um a bit offensive if I called him Barry. What? If I called him Barry, it might be a little offensive. He might take some offense to that. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, for sure. Man, that was crazy. That was a that was pretty solid up. Well, yeah, I'm looking forward to to catching back up with uh with Donald and and uh seeing how he and his family are enjoying the uh the White House and and kind of seeing checking in with him a little bit later. So It'll be fun. It'll be fun. But I think that's all we have time for this week, Mike. So So it's that time again. And uh thanks for joining us. We had a we had a pretty awesome pretty awesome episode this week. Uh tons of excitement on the podcast. Uh we're looking forward to to more episodes. Uh definitely be checking us out on Twitter at LLNP Podcast. Make sure you're subscribing to our podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Uh, leave us some comments and reviews. And uh, we'll, uh, thanks again for joining us, and we'll look forward to, to checking in with you next week. All right. See you guys later. 